Hi, what's up, everybody? This is What You Want to Know, where we know a little about a lot. I'm George Falau. I'm Sierra Drew. I'm Jesse Armas. I'm Jasmine Mallory. And if you are listening to us right now on your favorite place to catch your podcast, make sure that you click that like button, subscribe, and leave us a comment because we are reading. You can catch us on anywhere you get your podcast: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, um, Anchor, wherever you decide to get your podcast, make sure that you catch us, listen to us, and um, whatever happens, happens. Uh, y'all, we're back. Back we're back. It's, it's, it's been a minute. It has been a hot-ass <laughs> minute. How are we all doing? Good, hanging in there. You know, It's been a crazy August. Every month is something. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, but things are good. School started. Work is getting busy. Kid is over. Son's over for about a month. Spends on really? Life. Yeah. Okay. So he's been he's been with me for a good while. Um, so that's been it's been real good. I can't I, I can't complain about anything right now. At least for me, you know, right now things are going well. Just things are picking up because you know school's starting, um, and I got a couple other things I'm doing on the side, trying to stay healthy, you know. So that's good. Very good, Sarah. How you been? I've been okay, just trying to, you know, manage and, you know, keep a balanced lifestyle and, you know, working on my business, finishing the website. So things are coming together. So it's been good. Work's been the same. Um, oh, fuck you, Jasmine. You already have one. I, I was about to say, like, wait, hold on. When, when can we oh, buy some? When can we a, support the business? Eat a Dig. <laughs> Eat a whole ass bag of dicks, Jasmine. I'm so pissed. It smells noisy. <laughs> yeah, hide your face. Hide your face. Well, I haven't, I haven't seen you since I actually like got like the um the app together and everything to like accept payments and keep everything documented. Pause. So. Pause. I'm curious to know, Jasmine, what scent did you get? Wait, okay, wait. What scent now, do you think she got? If it's the scent that I want, I'm pissed. Just can you just guess? Is it joy? No. Okay, then I don't care. <laughs> See, bullshit. <laughs> I have I'm about hope. to be like, I have. Hope. Oh, hope is a good one. Hope is a good one. How many do you have? How many um, cents? I have um, five cents, and then one uh, is just like uh, the plain beeswax, so it has its own natural honey scent. Wait, 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 wait! Before you continue, before you continue, because we're literally just talking about what the product is. We haven't even talked about, or sorry, we're talking like explaining the product and describing it. We actually haven't talked about what the product is. Sierra, do you want to plug that? Sure. Um, shout out to Celestial Lux. Um, it's my luxury beeswax candle company. Um, so yeah. Hey, look at that. Look at that. Oh, look, ooh, look, at, look at, ooh. she said, she yeah, said like, she said like an influencer. I'm just going to put this up to here. This is my candle. This is my candle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so 
website coming like real real soon social media coming up like real real soon so um yeah i'm looking forward to it all very good very good that, that that's it you you're not you're not gonna explain like your we also talked about your five cents and then all of a sudden you just <laughs> oh okay well <laughs> I'm saying like, go for the plug. This is my sorry, my brain is it. all over the place. And I'm like <laughs> plugging myself in life, period. But um, so I have um six, well, six cents. Um, I have love, joy, hope, peace, kindness, and then I have the plain beeswax, which is called pure. Um, and so they range from like floral scents to clean scents to um a fruity-ish scent. Um, so yeah, they're all beeswax candles. They, um, are very, um, like more of a healthier alternative to candles. Um, and also within like the wick and the fragrance bottles and essential oils that are being used. So, um, it's, you know, on more of the holistic side. So that's what I was going for. Um, and beeswax is the OG beeswax has been around for a minute even linked back to like ancient Egyptian times. So um, it's always been around. It's one of the best waxes, I believe. So it's gonna be good. And if you guys wanna check me out, I'll put in the plug later with all the info. And you can follow me, Prima CC on Instagram and Dan, it'll all be there, so. <laughs> so yeah, and if if any of y'all are listening to this, um, take it, I mean, Take from somebody who got to like at least get into the test product. Uh, as the test product, the product is dope. Um, the scents are amazing, and more importantly, like they burn clean. Um, especially like if that's something that you're really like conscious about, and making sure that you're not putting anything unhealthy into, whether it be the environment or in your own personal space. This is definitely the candle to do it. Um, again. Uh, Fuck Jasmine Mallory for having the first product. I deserve it. Well, she Whatever. came to my house. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. TFTI. Anyways, so <laughs> it was, it was I know, I know, I know. We, we, no, it was a girl's. It was a girl's night. Anyways, so. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, Jasmine, how you doing? Better than you now that I have my candle. <laughs> That's fine. My car says otherwise. Shut up. I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't need to hurt me <laughs> or make me cry. Like, like, no, I'm oh, in tears. Place. Like, how good tears. you got? Like, <laughs> Whatever. You got the first product. <laughs> No, and it, and it smells great, and it's just I'm so excited to light it. But I want to like do it properly so I can get like a little video of it. I want I want. She's trying to get real Erica Badu. Yes, ma'am. Trying to get the stage ready because I can't light it until the stage is set. I have to clean my room. So <laughs> not uh, yet. To make you feel better, George, she does. She hasn't actually gotten the very first candle my coworkers did. So if that makes you feel any better. It still no. It does not make me feel any better. Okay, <laughs> it makes it now. It makes it feel worse because now I just sat here and berated Jasmine on our podcast. I mean, you still you chose to do that. Well, that was great. Was <laughs> that, was any different. But, you, but first of all, you knew who I was when you met me, Jasmine. I apologize. I take full responsibility. 
You know what that stands for? Growth. Anyways, I'm okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, um, no, just everything's been a bit crazy though. With like my classes have started. It's my last semester. Well, my, nice. uh, my schedule has been shifting a lot because I also gained like three new clients. So my schedule is like all over the place trying to organize my times. Um, but it's going to be good. It's good because now I have more hours and that'll help me financially, let alone also but more exposure to like different clientele, different behaviors, everything like that. Good. Um, yeah. And. Yeah, pretty much. That, that's about it. And then anime has been my saving grace these past few months. Like, <laughs> no, I'm from reality. Oh, she's God. Out, she's out here living her best Megan Thee Stallion life. A little bit. Watching, her, watching her anime. <laughs> I think I've traumatized her a little bit with something that I showed her yesterday. Bruh. <laughs> I trust my best friend too much. <laughs> To listen to what she has to offer, I will did never. You, did you show her some hentai? Is that what you did? Again. Not necessarily, but kind of. I think it was I a- stumbled upon that on YouTube, and I was like, what the hell? And they're like, oh, that's just so-and-so. I was like, the. As you're sitting here like. It was an NSFW ASMR featuring like a popular anime character. Yeah, that part, George. Yes. <laughs> listen, 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 Linda. What? Listen, Linda. My friend sent it to me. I got shook at first, and then I was like, "Wait, low key." That is your friend. That, that wasn't. Your- <laughs> no, okay. Because first I was like, "I need to turn this off," and then I was like, "This is kind of cringy." Then I was like, "Who did it?" <laughs> the storyline. The storyline caught me. But it then was like a bad porno you couldn't escape. Pretty much, but then you start hearing the and you like, <laughs> she had the audacity to record my reaction. I have it in my phone. So I can never treat Jasmine wrong or betray gonna... her, or else she will walk <laughs> on me. I'm gonna need you to... Jasmine, Jasmine, uh-uh. I'm gonna need you to send that to the group chat. <laughs> I'm going to need you to sing that to our group chat so that we can actually have a conversation about why you thought it was okay to let Sierra watch this and then record her reaction. Because I needed it. I want to get famous on TikTok. But we need it too. Uh-uh, no, we need you too. don't. You for sure do We need it too. <laughs> so, but yeah. I, I really wanted to see like, how she'd react because I was like, I need to share this with somebody. <laughs> Sierra, I need to share it with Sierra. She won't judge me that hard. She'll judge me. Lies. 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 I said she'll judge me, but I know she'll still love me. No, you know. That was very accurate. First of all, you know, if there was anybody you should have shown it to first, that, I'm going to be honest with you, should have been me, because I'd have been like this. I expected some Jasmine. Sierra don't know nothing about anime like that. I know. I didn't give a damn about the anime part. Just the fact that it's what ASMR, what we call it. (laughs) How they make them sounds, though, I don't know, but it sounds so real. You know. Okay. Wait. Speaking of speaking of which, have you guys ever seen uh, like behind the scenes 
when they have uh what's it called sound effects creators called, mm. yeah have yeah, you ever I seen those they're called, they're, but that in itself like that is fascinating like i'll sit there and think to myself like a lot of the shit that they have to do to really replicate that sound that's on camera is dope i don't want to know how these sounds got replicated though y'all i don't I don't want to know what what pussy they had to put that microphone up to to make that but sound. They didn't do that. That's not what they wait, did. Wait, but I can, can I share spoiler clapping. alert? Share spoiler alert. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so this was, when I heard it, I thought it was a man. And it is not a man. It's a woman, but she drops her voice 75 octaves down to sound like, and she is, it, I thought it was a man, but it's one. So she, She's so she went from, so she went from, oh my God. Oh. No, yes. really, but she yes. holds it through because it's what, like an hour uh -huh. average? That's how long they are. So for you to keep your voice in that octave for an hour without any switch ups, you know, cracks, whatever it may be, like I was like, girl, make your skill. Because you earned it. That's a skill. It was weird, but she, it was, I said I'll do a ten out of ten, just because of the talent and the effort. Storyline, eh, the sound, eh. but I give it a ten out of ten. So if you're listening, girl, get your. <laughs> That's not y'all gonna be yato like. <laughs> oh, you got the y'all gonna be yato. Because that's what my friend said when super short. He said, "Girl, you heard of that y'all gonna be yatos?" I'm like, the fuck is then I find myself like looking at my YouTube history. I'm like, oh shit. Oh no. Oh, this is a problem. This is gonna be an issue. This is gonna, oh God. Oh Jesus. All right. But yeah. So I scarred Sierra, long story short. <laughs> and I have her reaction in my phone. Yeah. Boo boo. <laughs> <laughs> Don't block me. <laughs> talk about talk about I can't see any of George's posts. George blocked your ass. <laughs> George got saying, Listen. All right. So uh since we out here talking about anime and whatnot, we can also talk about making these stallion knees. So um I need her knees. Let's talk about uh listen. Um Apparently, I got Megan these stallion knees because every time I go to Quinta and I'm like out there training and she's playing all this ratchet ass music, I'm sitting here being my ratchet best life, sitting here talking about, oh, you don't think I'm not gonna twerk something? Listen, I'm messy. Of course, I'm gonna twerk something. So, of course, I was just doing that with weight, with literally a medicine ball in my hand, talking about, yeah, you did with some weight. <laughs> like, listen, listen, don't. I'm gonna last year eight. <laughs> no, but no, but hear me out. When I heard that line, what was it? What was it? What was it? Oh my god! It was like I'm gonna let him eat me out while I'm watching. While I'm watching anime. A wild fox looking for a Sasuke. I was like, <gasps> oh. <laughs> like oh, yeah. Oh, she, she, she knows. She knows her anime. And what's funny is, is that me. So. <laughs> I was having this conversation with Joe. By the way, shout out to Joe Lewis if he's uh, listening to this. But um, yeah. so, <laughs> so Joe and I were talking about why we thought that Megan Thee Stallion was literally a fucking goat, just based off of 
what we know about her as of like now in terms of her music, her uh, her geek pop culture um, acumen and just how she's able to combine the two. Also the fact that she is educated and continuously going to college while she's pursuing her career. Sure. But um, but like I'm thinking about all like I'm thinking about all that stuff, and I was talking to Joe, and I was like, "Hey, have you listened to that song, uh, Girls in the Hood?" And he's like, "No," and I was I played it for him in the car, and he went, "Wait," and I went, "Yeah, yeah, listen to that, listen to that real quick." Um, as he's listening to it, he goes, "The references to Naruto." were so good. They were so good and she did it so well. And then like, I was like, yeah, I mean, she's a nerd. She is an anime geek and she gets it and she implements it into her lyrics so well. Um, but the reason why I thought that was funny was because as I'm listening to it, I went, somewhere right now, Jasmine is screaming in her panties. Like that is just what she's doing. Like, <laughs> I'm all like, that's just how she's feeling. She heard the reference and literally got giddy. Like, yeah. <laughs> like Sailor Moon, Usagi Tsukino in the schoolgirl uniform, schoolgirl giddy. Like that's what she got. And I was oh, like, I'm here. Moonlight. Oh, like I just, oh, it was so good. It was so good. That description is literally perfect. Cause when I first heard it, I was like, I, I heard it on TikTok because I was just like scrolling through. And I was like, oh, what's this? I didn't realize it was Meg Thee Stallion. And I was just like, oh, this slaps. Hey. And I looked it up. I was like, oh, downloads all of her music, everything possible to support. I was like, period, period, boo. That's it. You just you won my heart. That was it. So, yes, that is a very accurate description of the way I felt after hearing that lyric. Yeah. See, I, I remember I know my friends. So. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. remember that. Yeah. But um, but actually, you know, uh, it actually goes into today's topic, which is apparently, I honestly, I don't even really know why we're talking about it in terms of why we think it's controversial. Because let's face it, there have been far more controversial songs that have been out there since or prior to this song being released. But uh, we're going to talk about the controversy that is the song behind WAP. Hey. Um, and I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. Um, I listened to it, and if it made you feel some type of way as a male, um, and you felt and you felt your masculinity get stripped from you, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you know right now. Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion can take my masculinity. They can take all of it because, as far as concerns go, anything that anything that they asked for in that song, I'd be like, you can have me. Hey, so you can wop. I don't want it. <laughs> Facts, though. <laughs> that was, that was like, that, when I listened to it, I was like, damn, she, she went in. I was feeling it. It was, it was great. She, okay, listen. When, <laughs> <clears throat> Cardi B's verse, when she goes, I want to gag, I want to choke. I want it. I want you to touch that little dangly thing as, on the back of my throat. She said it, and I went. I literally yelled out loud. I'm like, the you 
But wait, <laughs> I did too. I was like, she said, she said the uvula, but it was so descriptive without using the word. And she said it, she said it, and I went, I will do whatever it is that you ask, Cardi. I, I, Cardi, right here. Yes, yes, okay. I will, yep. Because you asked, because you asked and demanded it with conviction, absolutely. <laughs> Give no fucks. Even Megan. Me Megan, Megan, Megan. Yes. <laughs> All of it. But anyways, um, I digress. It's so hard. Um, the, so the song had me feeling some type of way, oddly. Um, but... Uh, it, it, interestingly enough, there was a lot of things that also stemmed from the song, even up to date. And I want to, I, I want us to have a conversation about that. Um, but let's talk about where the controversy actually started. So, does anybody, does anybody like know what the controversy is behind the song? No, directly no. All, all I was hearing. Was, I, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was, I was saying, all I, all I would, I was seeing a bunch of, um parents being so concerned about like about about what they're learning from this music and i'm just like okay but y'all had us screaming peaches and cream in the back seat of your vehicles true right what is that one song i gotta get so excited I can, uh, whatever that song close there close. we go and we were singing it in on the radio with you the first few lyrics are like, oh, you could feel it. I'm just like, feel what? Now that I hear, I'm like, oh, we would. Oh, wait. Step back, you're dancing too close. Feeling a little poke coming through on you. That. But making the perfect gift is easier said than done. What? Sorry. <laughs> Sierra. <laughs> you out here playing. <laughs> you out here watching. She out here watching YouTube videos and ads when we out here trying to record a podcast. <laughs> Bitch. First of all, I was I was I had the lyric for the song because I wanted to share something later and I had no idea that that ad was gonna play. So I was scrolling like, where is this at? I, I, so the whole thing about parents, so that that I didn't hear about that, but to be honest with you. I also think about the fact that you're not the first parent of our generation who is a parent that has spouted that. Generations prior to you have been spouting the same shit for years. Um, right. I, and it, what's funny is that there's that incident. Um, the other incident that I'm thinking of is how there were a whole bunch of male rappers, male artists. Um, oh, I saw them get uh, booty. Too. Yeah, may, uh, like uh, professional athletes, um, even I'm going to use it for the lack of a better term because they haven't influenced me to do shit, but I'm talking about like male influencers, um, but shit like that, like they were saying like, oh, you know, like what happened to the good old days where girls just like, you know, when they rap, they didn't rap so dirty, like these lyrics are so like out there and disrespectful. I said pause. Let me let me rewind to you real quick, uh, because I also want to be abundantly clear that there are also several artists that came here and did that before Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B. We've got we've got Trina, we've got oh, <laughs> we got Lil Kim, 
Okay. And mind you, Trina, I can also tell you, literally, there was a, does anyone remember that song, uh, Be All Right by Trina featuring Ludacris? I want my ass smacked, legs wide, front, oh, back, wow. side to side, pussy mm -hmm. wet, flipped in spot. Like, literally, I'm like, so, but you're mad about her literally saying, I want you to touch that little dangly thing that's uh, out in the back of my throat. Like, what are you? Are you mad because you can't get there or what? I mean, listen, gentlemen, if that is the problem. Talk to God. Shit. Talk, talk, talk to God. Don't don't have that, don't have that conversation. Don't have that conversation with people that don't care about you or your or your micropenis. That's such that's not our problem. That's that that is not a problem. Like I'm sorry to say, but as a virgin, I can tell you I probably won't have that problem. But what I can say is, if you feel some type of way, if you feel some type of way, let it go. Just let it go. You are clearly not that. You are clearly not Megan Thee Stallion's type. You are clearly not Cardi B's type. But let it go. Let well, it go. Got, yeah, we got that one song, My Neck and My Back. I mean, I they Kaya. Play, they should play that on the radio, like a clean version. But I mean, but then even horrible. still. Version, you know? Yeah. Even so, all you ladies pop that thing like this, and then obviously, what's that thing? You go and you find the actual. Work. All you ladies pop yo. And I'm in it. I won't take. Oh. mind you. And mind you, there's even there's even the lyrics of in the clean edit of that song, "My Neck and My Back." She goes, "You might roll dubs, you might roll uh G's, but so what? Play, get on your knees." Like I like you already know she's not even just alluding to it, she's telling you what to do. She mm -hmm. is giving you direction. I mean the, the song is good. Like listen to it, I'm like, damn, that's that's the type of shit I be I wanna do is like what I'm fucking, but I think the, the <laughs> issue the issue is, is like the fact that women because typically, right, when women it's so common for men to to be more expressive about their sexuality and the things that they do in bed and stuff like that. But women's a little bit more, they're more conservative because of the whole, you know, it's not ladylike. So the fact you got these artists that are talking about their sexual experiences and it's like raw and dirty and, and you know, what to a regular man doing it is normal because that's just kind of like, you know, it's, it's guy talk, they're boys. It's like, and when you hear women say it, it's more like, oh shit! Oh my ass! Yeah, exactly. Clutches pearls. Mm -hmm. so yeah, as if as if we don't have our own experiences, and I feel like when it comes to women and sexuality, and even and even having the conversation with girlfriends, like you know, I I know some people who are, who they'd be like, oh my gosh, you talk like that with your with your friends, or you you share those. I was like, girl, you know, like we we're human too. We have sexual experiences that we have experienced or would like to experience. And so just because we're women doesn't mean we don't have those urges. We don't have those feelings. And that means that we can't, we can't talk about it. And I yeah. think that even rolls into the aspect of sexual relationships and the roles that women do or do not have, right? In terms of like who you're talking to, like, oh, like women, you know, it's all about me. I'm gonna like, I'm gonna climax or I'm gonna come and then that's it. Like the women is just kind of like whatever, right? And women <clears throat> nowadays are stepping up to where it's like, no, this is what I need to feel this way. This is why I need to be stimulated. This is what I need to actually feel the, and have the same type of experience. Like it's not all about you and the fact that, hold on George, and the fact that women are now being vocal about that 
is making men uncomfortable. I'm not sure why, maybe because now they are held accountable and it's they can't be selfish anymore with just coming and then being like, cool, I got mine. Wish you, you want some water? Like, nah, uh-uh, you gonna come back and you gonna finish it. You know what I mean? No, you won't, hey, okay? Like, you gonna pay what you owe. Run me my money, okay? Like shit. But um, but in all honesty, and it comes, I think, with that conversation of women being comfortable um, being sexual beings because we were all made that way and not just men. So it's changing that dialogue, it's changing that conversation, and people are uncomfortable with women step standing up and stepping out and be like, yo, <laughs> this is what we want, you know? Period. Good. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and being completely vocal about it. Yeah, and I think it's it's nice for me as a male. Uh, it's empowering the women, right? Because we empower men, you know, to do certain things and act a certain way. Why can't we do that with women? And you got now women who are, you know, these these famous influencers to two younger women, and of course, you know, it's not like that. It's like if you if you're raising your kids and you have you have control of what your kids listen to, then and you don't like the song, then don't let them listen to it, right? It's, it's like simply watching a movie, you know, like there was that whole issue with the Joker movie that people, oh, no, they shouldn't put it out. It's like there's ratings for that. Just don't go watch the fucking movie. It's as simple as that. <laughs> for real. Like, and I think that's that's the issue, you know. It's, like, it's a fucking song. Fucking like it's someone expressing themselves on how they like to get, you know, get down in the room. You just do you really listen to it or you don't, you know, and I think it's empowering for women and like when I first listened to it, I was like, damn, they she, they went in and I'm it, the song's good. I'm like, okay. So I saw I was like, hey, she she don't got the wop. I don't want it. She, she must be on that high. <laughs> but it's 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 like it's not the first time because I, I did look into it and I saw some of the, the discussions and articles that talked about like why it's so controversial, you know, why certain men are feeling some type of way about it. I'm like, I just think, you know, that just shows that men to a certain some men masculinity you know they feel insecure about women being empowered you know and i've known people like that that when a woman is empowered when a woman has a voice whether it be sexually whether it be you know in, in financially or, or in any means of that that power oh it's scary to men right it's like it's like a guy won't be willing to be a house husband because oh i look like a little bitch I'm like, no, it's, it shouldn't be like that. You know, it, it should go both ways. And I think women right now in this era, they're being empowered. And I think it's great. It's nothing new. It's just, you know, it's, it's people who don't like it are, are being vocal about it. Well, and I want to, and I also want to touch based on what Jesse said, but I also want to talk about in combination what Sierra said as well. Because the, the, the point that I was uh, going to make which Jesse actually kind of touched on was the fact that I think we forget that, yes, there is that whole idea of men have locker room talk. Cool. You do realize there's also a woman's locker room too, right? It's not just a men's locker room. There's a woman's locker room too. You don't think women don't be talking in their locker room? Here's the difference. People are now, We've been talking a lot. We've been talking a lot. I'm very aware. <laughs> with that said, with that said, I think the problem is the reason why people are having such a problem with the idea of women having that conversation in the open and men having that conversation in the open is that 
women are now calling your ass out. <laughs> men are men are like, this is inappropriate. First of all, you've been inappropriate for a hell of years. Now we get to be inappropriate too. And you wanna know why it's okay to be inappropriate? Because you've been doing it for so long that now that we're calling you out and basically putting out all of your dirty laundry of what we've been doing in the bedroom and how basically a woman can make a man her bitch and didn't like that, now you're upset about it. Well, guess what? If, he, if, if she made you feel some type of way, first and foremost, you're welcome. You probably feel, yeah, right. You're First welcome. Of all, be, be blessed. Be blessed she made you feel some type of way because you could have been blessing yourself with your own hand. So with that said. <laughs> True. With that said, with that said, you don't, you don't have a right to sit there and tell a woman that she can't talk about her, her experiences in the bedroom, out of the locker room. Just like women have had to endure listening to the shit that you were saying behind her back in the locker room, brought it out. And then mind you, let's face it. A lot of men do a lot more gossiping than women do. Women are just a little more sly about it. And so when a woman finds out about it, you get called out and then you get defensive. You're probably getting defensive because you got caught. So with that said, I, I think the, uprising of sexual empowerment when it comes to women is something that is long overdue. Oh yeah. And it's something that needs to be, I don't even think it's something that needs to be addressed. I think it's something that needs to be accepted. If that makes sense. Like it shouldn't have to be something that, oh, we're addressing it. So let's have the conversation. First of all, this shouldn't even be a conversation. Women are human. Humans have human ass conversations and human ass emotions and human ass primal desires. Men are also human, but you now need to look at the conversation as, guess what, gentlemen? You don't get to have that conversation on your own anymore. Women get to have that conversation too. And I think it, it, it helps, you know, I've had conversations with women, you know, that I've had in the past that I've dated and, and it's it feels better when <clears throat> You can have they have you give them a like kind of in, in space where they can talk about their, their sexuality. Yeah, it's, you know it, it's both it's better for both parties, right? You know, oh, as, a male, as a male, if I if the person I'm with can communicate their sexual desires with me, then I will do what I can to you know fulfill those desires. And and same with me, and to have that conversation sometimes, you know, um, it, it so, to some people, especially with women, it's more uncomfortable than it is for men. Um, and I think it's, yeah, it's long overdue, like women, you know, and I think with women, it's more amplified, like they, like honesty, like they have full control in the bedroom. It's more like, all right, I'm, I'm a, like, what can I do? Cause you know, as a male figure, you're trying to impress, like for me, I want to impress her. Like shit, what, what can I do that you walk out of here and be like, fuck, I want to get some more, you know, you come here you know, stuff like that. You, know? <laughs> you are literally sitting there That's looking at her friend. like, my <laughs> Right there. That's my friend right there. Yeah, like, <laughs> like you know, how can I fulfill your desires, you know, and how can I let you feel comfortable to be vocal about it? And that's on Please. period, Pooh. You know what I thought about? <laughs> <laughs> New Year's. We lost Sierra, y'all. Yeah, yeah. No, I said I thought about New Year's. 
So that was a good time. That was a good time. That was so, a good That was a good time. <laughs> um, yeah. We, 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 we hit noise. That was it. You know. We, we hit saw, him to the bank for sure that, that year. We saw, <laughs> listen, we saw, we saw Jesse and then we never saw him again. <laughs> literally, we were, we were taking a break. We were to, hey, guys. Right? Oh, my heart. Oh, my God. Sorry. I just had to say that. Like, Jesse, the whole time you were talking, I was just like, mm. <laughs> we're like, he literally, he literally said, my queen. <laughs> <laughs> He bent the knee. He bent the knee. Oh my god! Sorry. Oh my god! That that's hella funny. Um, oh but what I again like I uh, going back to going back to the idea of the song of the song WAP. I like the idea that we were able to shed light on why the song was important. Like as mind you, when you listen to the lyrics and you just think about the song as a song, it doesn't really seem that important. But when you think about the uh, relationship that the song has to society and how society is actually changing me personally i feel like it's changing for the better because now the conversations are starting to be a little more open mm -hmm. and people of all like of all sexes and all genders are starting to now realize that not one gender is going to be the only gender to have that conversation every gender is going to be able to have that conversation is already having that conversation the only difference is now it's being brought to the surface um with that said um i also want to go into a couple of other things that apparently were controversial about that song that were actually even outside of the uh discussion of uh of the song's idea of speaking about um the conversation in terms of sex um i want to also talk about the there was a recent video that was put out and it was, uh, I don't know if anyone saw it, uh, but it was a concept video um, for the song WAP. And it was done by um, a group of all gay male dancers. Um, specifically, it was like LGBT driven, which I, I mean, like, honestly, I'm like, that, that's cool. For those of you who put that video out specifically, so then that way you can kind of shed light on that. Like, you know, shout out to, to you to being able to speak your truth within that video and then being able to translate it onto, um, you know, YouTube and in the concept. But I guess there is a controversy around that. Um, I don't quite know what the controversy is, except for, I guess, maybe it's because the song was supposed to be for women empowerment and you saw, you saw just gay men talking about it, which was, I don't, I don't know if that was what the controversy was. Um, but have any of y'all seen the video that I'm talking about? come up all right well um i'm only just going to talk about like what my opinion was on the choreography and then like what the what my take on the whole thing was um i don't necessarily have anything to say because i'm not i i'm more of an ally than anything else so all i can say is uh <laughs> what i believe the video is in terms of what it might have misrepresented uh represented but apparently the video um was put out it was choreographed by, I think his Instagram handle is Mac Daddy, and I was like, "All right, cool." Um, and then Nicole Kirkland. So it was a it was a gay male, and then a cisgender female who I believe is straight. I don't know. Um, 
but I don't want to make the assumptions. I'm just kind of going off of what I knew about her from like the past. But anyways, um, they got together, they put together this video. Um, there was a clip that actually got released. Uh, and I think Cardi B actually uh, tagged the clip and put it out on her uh, Instagram and even her Twitter. And I was watching this video and I was thinking to myself, honestly, choreography, choreographically, I'm like, it, it, it's cool. Um, the concept was, was pretty, was pretty cool to do, I guess. Um, my only thing was, is that I, at least in terms of what I feel like the controversy might be, I try not to have like an opinion about like what the controversy is based off of what we uh, uh, hear about it, but more so about like what I've watched. Um, I think it does kind of go back to that whole idea of being a woman who's sexually empowered and then watching the video and it's a bunch of gay men. I'm not trying to say it to be like, uh, like sexually discriminating. Like that's not what I, what I, what I'm trying to do. But I think in terms of what the song is, I feel like the song was supposed to be for women trying to be sexually empowered. And then you see men kind of take over and do this video with, no real response to being a female trying to be sexually empowered. Like, I don't know. What what do, what do you guys think of the idea of all men doing a piece to a song that should be out there to inspire and empower women in their sexual truth? I mean, I, I see the, the controversy just because, you know, it's... it's um... The song is empowering, right? And for women, and you know, the image you see is, is male, you know, gay males representing. Um, so I kind of see what why people would see that as controversial because it's like if you're empowering women, but yet you have males like kind of representing that empowerment, <clears throat> it could be construed by some people. Some people look at it and think, you know, that it does it, you know, they get the wrong message, I guess. Um, Cause it's like if, if you have a certain group that that you're trying to empower and you have a different group representing them um a lot of people will misinterpret that um, but i think you know it's it's it could be a good thing because i mean even like males especially gay males there there's a sense of feminism right we want to empower right. feminine like like being feminine right because we the assumption is that women are empowering and they're very feminine um, so, I mean, for someone to understand that, hey, you know, the fact that males have always been empowered ones now, we can help empower women because, you know, to that extent, also, we have to be that representation for women as males that, hey, we want to empower them because there's males that are against it, right, or don't feel comfortable empowering women. So other men have to stand up, but no, I'm here to empower them as well. Okay. I kind of see, you know, what, like, kind of on Jesse's point of, like, you know, I mean, gay men are not women, right? So the whole idea of a man stepping in and doing that, but I definitely agree within the feminism part um, of, of feeling that, like, oh, okay, this is, you know, uh, a song that's um, being, you know, empowering the feminism aspect right maybe that's right. what they're relating to 
Um, I don't know, maybe it's controversy because men don't have watch, so maybe that's what it is. Uh, you know, not sure. That, that um, was kind of my thought too, but I was like, all right. If you really want to get like biological, um, but I'm going to play devil's advocate to where it's like, you know, I'm not, I'm assuming the, this group, they're dancers, right? And so it's yeah. like, you know, it's choreography. Like as a teacher, as a teacher, as a dancer, as a choreographer, if I hear a song and I'm like, oh, this is going to be bomb, this choreography, and we're going to slay it, then I'm going to choreograph to it. Obviously, whether you're paying homage emotionally, spiritually to that song or to that group of people who the song is about, you know, which I think everyone should if you're going to be doing a song that's for, or, you know, a certain group of people. But then it's like, okay, like, you know, Beyonce's album paying homage to black people and black culture. What about the people who weren't black that used the songs? Like, are we having that same type of conversation? Right. No, so it's kind of like, you know, devil's advocate because definitely, you know, if there's something that's supposed to be meant for certain people for empowerment, I definitely agree that that should be looked into and, and, and you know, celebrated that way. But at the same time, and maybe I'm just different because I'm open, I love all people, culture, everything like that. So I will, I'm going to, inside myself, I'm going to respect and pay homage to whatever group that is for or who created that. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just going to do that just within myself because that's who I am. Right. Right. But if I hear something and I'll be like, oh, that's dope as a choreographer, you know, and maybe that was their way of doing the, what they were doing too, is paying homage and being like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna play the song because it's a controversial song. I'm gonna choreograph to that so that when I put it out for people to see, it kind of forces them to listen or it might spark that conversation. And maybe that's how they're paying homage. I'm not sure, um, but that could be, um, you know, and, and maybe, and I feel like a lot of times when things are put out into the media, um, or social media, things get, misconstrued and we don't know the whole story behind things and so then right. it is to we're like oh this is controversial now nah, you just don't know the whole story right and, you know so i don't know just a, another you know angle to look at okay i agree with i agree with the both of you like with like with both sides like i can understand that yes if there is a song that's built for a particular demographic so i'm holding onto this pillow really tight because i was shook earlier on and i just can't let go um I digress. Look, don't worry about it. Don't. Just, I just had it. Okay. Now listen. Listen. No, turn around, George. Turn around, George. Now listen. Hi. Yes. Hi. Okay. So. Hi. <laughs> okay. Um. Hello. Good afternoon. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Um. But no, I do agree with both of you because if there is like a piece of art or something that is meant to speak towards a particular demographic or show respect and acknowledgement towards a particular demographic, I can understand when a different demographic utilizes it, it may seem like you're silencing the origin for that piece of art or music. However, there is also the other side of what Pierre said I agree with, where if the, if the point of them using it is to show, show, show their allyship, show their advocacy, show their support, um, and love for that demographic that's part of the original story, I get that too. So it's it's difficult to say um, in that sense as far as like what the actual controversy is because just like Sierra said, we don't know what the real story is, you know? Like they could have easily just been trying to show respect for 
these two powerful black women speaking in strength about their sexual prowess, their sexual needs and wants, and that which they have every right to do so after years, uh, years, decades, a lot of time of silencing women's sexual ability, sexual prowess, sexual needs, and them just showing that support to it by choreographing to it and having LGBTQ allies portraying that performance. Yes, they were male, but you know, you never, you never know. We don't really know what the the true intent was. Um, so yeah, it's just I, I agree with both sides in that sense. Like, there's just a lot we don't know. Know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I will say this. Um, in terms of my perspective, uh, like I said, like when I my the extent of the research that I did with this was, I was scrolling through my Instagram. There was the video. I watched the video, end of story. Then I started watching like a whole bunch of different um, stories on Instagram about like how like, oh, this video is great or oh, this video is trash or oh, this video is this, that and the other. Like there was a lot of back and forth of how, how people felt about it. And there was a lot of mixed reviews. I'm gonna be very honest with you. This is my take on it. If you're an artist, even if your idea was just to put out a, first of all, mind you, you must have spent a pretty ass dollar on this project because it was done in what looked like a mansion. The costumes were freaking like they looked expensive. What were their costumes? Um, they were like what like what, somebody was dressed in a suit. Other people were dressed in like these sequined out garments, um, these expensive looking heels, like it just like it was, it was a lot. It just looked expensive. Um, and like I said, when you look at the background, like first of all, the background itself, it couldn't have been that, that setting could not have been very cheap for you to be able to rent that out and then use it for the whole day. Cause I guarantee you, the entire song was used, but also to use the entire song and then have to film it and then have to make sure that the choreography is clean. You're not rent if you're renting it by the hour, that's a lot of money. And even if you have to rent it for the whole day, that's still a lot of money. So you had to have put in a lot of time and effort to think about what this piece was gonna look like. You had to think about the treatment of this video. Now, after saying that, what I've also realized is if you're an artist and you put in time and effort, you're not just putting time and effort into the craft of what you are putting out, like the visual that you want people to see. You're also taking into account as a choreographer specifically, the song that you're using and the lesson that it is trying to convey or the message it is trying to speak on or the energy as to which it is trying to put out. So if you're gonna put out a piece, you had to have studied the song, okay? You've had to have studied the song enough to know what it is. You've had to have known what it's gonna feel like in your body. You've also had to have known what the vision was going to be. When you look back at this video, this video looks, again, it looks expensive. And something expensive, when you know you're putting a lot of money into it, has to be planned, which means you planned to have this video look a certain way. 
have a certain feel, have a situation. I was listening to uh, some of the interviews and some people were saying like, you know, this video um, didn't do that. This video did do that. This video didn't uh, speak to me, this, that, and the other. And I remember I just so happened to be passing through uh, the one of the choreographer's pages and she said, we're not here trying to make anything meaningful. We're not here trying to make, you know, like the like the the choreography wasn't meant to be something like super impactful and powerful. It was just a bunch of friends getting together, having fun, and you know, putting together choreography. Now, part of me wants to believe that because let's face it, how many times have we gotten together and we put together a piece and we were just being super ratchet in the studio and we recorded it, right? Like we've done that, mm -hmm. that we've done. However, what we haven't done is actually plan a full on concept video, right? And put that together. If you're planning a concept video and a visual to put out and you put thought into it, you can't go back and say, this wasn't that kind of video. We weren't trying to do anything crazy. We were just trying to put choreography together and just put out a video and put out our art. Okay, but your art looked really expensive to put together. So you must have known that you were trying to go in some certain direction because if it really was just choreography that you were putting together, all you had to do was throw, like, throw on whatever you had in your closet, put together a color scheme, and you could have done it in the parking lot. You could have done it in the streets. You could have done done night. You, you could have done it in the studio. You could have your situation. Typically, not how any of that went. It looked like it was, it was all supposed to be done the way it was supposed to be done based on what that person wanted to have done. So for me, like I said, did I think that the video was bad? I thought it was okay. Did I think that there was anything wrong with it? No, it wasn't enough for me to pay attention to whatever that particular controversy is. Because as far as concerns go, when people are talking about the controversy behind it, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, by any chance, have you thought about any of the other controversies? But that's kind of where I, that's kind of where I stand with that. I'm not. It doesn't like anything else about like the, what the video was doesn't really bother me. But the reason why I brought it up because I know it goes into what we were discussing when it came to, um, when it came to the song, which was more important to me than anything else. But yeah, like I said, I feel like the song was bringing out a lot of different situations for a lot of different people in terms of what the conversation was that people were trying to have about it but that's about it that's just kind of where i was with that i feel like another um conversation conversation that's being had is you know and not even just with this song but just music in general when it comes to parenting and children and yeah. how people and the parents like oh my gosh like you know and they're being upset at these these um these 
celebrities, influencers. I'm gonna do parentheses because they really just don't be influencing nothing but. See, thank you. So y'all just have a lot of followers and if Instagram wasn't real, your life wouldn't matter. So basically with these people, it's like, you know, um, they're getting, you know, backlash because it's like, oh my gosh, like you guys need to be uh, uh, an example to the kids and, you know, you're not putting out the right example, blah, blah, blah. And like, I agree to an extent um, when it comes to that. Um, But my thing is whether I agree or not, I feel like if you raise your kids the way that they should be raised, right, and the way that you want them to be raised, and you are present and you're teaching them the proper values that you want that are quote unquote against whatever that influencer is given, right? If you teach your kids and you bring your kids up the right way, I'm not gonna say it won't happen, but it's gonna be less likely for your kids to quote unquote stray or quote unquote follow these influencers. Do you feel like, um, based off of that comment, do you feel like parents don't, Ha- or let me mm, let me rephrase this. No, do you say, feel like say exactly what you're gonna say. Do you feel like parents don't have a big enough hand in the content as to which their children are exposed to? Uh, I think so. Now that I'm a parent, um, yeah, I think there. I think sometimes it's right nowadays. Kids spend time on their iPads, um, and. With my son, what I've noticed is when he, because he watch, he'll play games and, um, you know, with little apps that he has. And the things that they bring up, all the advertisements, it's like they're advertising to these kids to press, hey, press this, press that, you know. And I'm just like, damn, the, the amount of, like, ads that these kids are exposed to and all these things. You got to wait five seconds, you know, to to wait. So they're exposed for five seconds, sometimes ten. To these things, and, and some most of the time they're games, but it could be anything. Um, and I think that's that's the kind of uh, the scary part, because right, I think there was a couple of, like last year that we had that little, the scary little looking creature that was coming out in different. That was like a game, right? Yeah, like and it, and it was. Telling, oh, yeah, 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 and it was telling kids to like kill their parents and then kill themselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. So I remember like that, that it, it is scary, right? And and it's it's kind of I. But at the at the end of the day, it's the parents' responsibility to have that parental control to be to thank to you. Like I guess for me, to not be um, ignorant to the idea of what my kid is being exposed to, if I give him an iPad that's connected yeah. to the network, you right? Because for for us, like us growing up, I guess I I would say that. The internet was a whole new thing for us. We grew up with the internet. We knew how to use it it and what's in it and what we can find from it. My parents might not have the same or understanding of what they find on what me growing up, what it was like to be a part of this new thing. Um, So they didn't understand what I was looking at. They didn't know the easy access I had to certain things, right? Um, But they didn't know. Uh, You know, the fact that I could see all these different things if I wanted to, like someone that wants to like, you know, buy guns or, or stuff like that. Maybe back in the day, parents, you maybe some today don't don't know that, yeah, you can easily buy whatever you want on the internet. Someone who's 15, even 10 years old can do it. And I think that, but at the end of the day, I think it's, it's the parent's responsibility. 
It's not the world's responsibility to raise your children. It's yours. That's where I'm getting that. That's, that's the issue. And um, people are like, oh my God, why are they putting it? These people are people who are expressing themselves, whether it be their songs, their art, their music, uh, whatever. I'm not here to, to, to raise your children. I'm here to, to express myself and what I believe, what I like. You know, and if I'm if people are paying me to do it, then I'm gonna continue doing it and putting it putting out product and um, different types of things. But for someone that oh, how do you feel that you know people kids are doing? I was like, well, kids shouldn't be looking at my material if it's that controversial to you guys. These kids' parents need to stop letting them watch my videos if my videos or my music is about certain types of things. You know. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like the conversation's not being ha- had either with like, at least initially, like from what I've seen, like with, with parents and children, like, okay, this is why this and this isn't good for you to watch, or this is why this is an adult thing, or this is why, you know? And I feel like, you know, it's, it's in, in no disrespect to anyone who has this parenting technique or whatever, but what I see is a lot of times, you know, parents will hand off, you know, um, hand off a phone or iPad or here, just, just do this so that you can leave me alone or just do this so that whatever. Like, I get it. Parents need a break too because I don't have kids, but I know parenting is not easy, right? But at the same time, I feel like, you know, I don't know if this is going too deep, but I feel like if you heal yourself and you're able to be able to be whole within yourself, you're able to handle situations better, right? And by doing that, it's like, okay, me as a parent, now that I'm more whole within myself, I'm gonna be able to handle my kids in a different way, or I'm gonna be able to teach them in a different way. I'm gonna be able to handle the situation. So I don't know, I'm kind of going spiraling, but I feel like a lot of things have to do with, you know, what parents do with their children or what they explain. Um, And not just being like, oh, well, I have to do this. I have to do that. And I'm just gonna let my kid watch whatever, right? And then once they get to that content, then the kids are like, ooh, what is this? Or this is something new versus like teaching your children and being honest with your children and setting that example. Because for me, I was I was taught certain values, right? And for me, that's why so- social media is cool, whatever, like celebrities, cool, but I'm not like, ooh, yeah, I have to see what this person's doing every single second of the day. Like I'm not, I love artists, I love music, I'm a dancer, but I'm never, I've never been like, oh my God, I have to do this, I have to watch this. Or like, you know, being so obsessed celebrity set obsessed and all that type of thing. Like that's never my thing. And I think that has to do with the way that I was raised by my mom and my grandparents, you know? So, I mean, and, and to each their own and everyone's different, but I feel like what, how you teach your kids and the relationship you have with your kids definitely will, you know, affect good and bad, you know, how they react to things they're exposed to or, you know, even just being open to have a conversation like, Hey mom, I saw this, what does what mean? Or, you know, why, why, you know, is it not okay for women to talk about sex and men can? You know, why are there drugs everywhere? Why is this, you know what I mean? Just having that conversation. Because then you can be honest with people and your kids. And then they're like, oh, okay, I understand. Versus, like, I don't talk about it, so I'm going to experience it. And then I'm just going to, you know, eat the forbidden fruit kind of thing. You know? So, yeah. I just you know, um, let the world teach the kids. Oh, no, uh, go ahead. Okay, sorry, no, real quick, just to add on with that is also 
just kind of dialing back towards like just the technological aspect of it. Cause like, like Jesse was saying, like with us having grown up with this new thing, the internet, our parents literally, there was the learning curve, right? Not many people, like, like not many parents were able to adapt to that learning curve and able to stay on top of that, right? And so if we're looking at parents now, if like we're looking at like parents now that are also more um, involved in the fact that they were partially raised raised on the internet, being able to adapt to these new technological advances, along that should allow you to have more complacency as far as what kind of content your child is consuming, and then leading into a CRC. Like once that content is being exposed to, because this, these advances are just continuing day by day. And it gives, and kids are learning at a lot quicker rate as far as technological advances, which allows them to be able to access these things. But then, as a parent that also knows what's what you're, if, if if you if you know what you were able to consume growing up with the internet, you know what's capable for your child to consume as well. So that shouldn't be a a thing of where once they find out about a walk or whatever whatever else they might find on the internet instead of shutting it down in such a negative fashion to be like, don't talk about that, that's disgusting, da, 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 like getting so aggressive, just like Sierra was saying, like having those conversations, being like, okay, well, actually, this is what it is, if you're like, and trying to break it down in a sense so that, because literally kids are kids, they just want to know, they want to know, they don't, they're curious, they're, there's no malintent there, they're literally at trying to ask you what their question is, is what their face value is, like they, that's all they want is the response. It's not to make you upset, insult you, bring in whatever thing you feel like is defacing your values. Right. Converse with your children. Because then there's so many times I've seen other parents, because I'm sorry, I'm judging y'all a little bit, because I don't like, I honestly do not like that teaching style where your child wants to ask you a genuine question. Mom, what's a vagina? <gasps> this evil word. I'm sorry, your child has a vagina. That is the biological turn of a part of your body. And yet you're going right. to them and tell them to stop talking and then they're gonna like there's oh ooh, ooh, it's just so frustrating because there's so many easy it's so much easier to have the conversation no matter how uncomfortable it is because they're gonna learn out learn about it it's either you're gonna be a part of that learning experience or you're gonna wonder why so and so got into so and so and this this and you find out 10 years later build so, trust too it's like investment in understanding the, the what children go through because before internet it was television right my parents right up on that my dad watched all these movies and that was his inspiration that was what he learned but my grandparent my grandparents didn't understand what my dad was watching you know so it's it just it comes with take responsibility in your kids learning mm -hmm. because it's easy right when when it and sometimes you know i I'm, i can feel it now that i'm a parent and like it's easy to give your kid an iPad and be like just shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, can I can I can I speak on that? Yeah. Uh, unpopular opinion. I feel like I, I feel like technology has made parents super lazy, and oh, a lot of the times down. people. But but the reason why I say that technology has made parents lazy, and why I say it's an unpopular opinion is because I can't tell you how many times I've heard parents go, oh yeah, I'd like to think that I have a really big hand in my child's life. As I'm sitting there watching this parent tell me how blessed they are to have their children. Mind you, this kid is literally walking into the crosswalk without having a press 
the walk button and the iPad is super glued to their nostrils. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't get that. Mm -hmm. Like for me, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, if you're a good parent, there is something that you need to know about being a good parent. Number one, there is no book on being a good parent. So stop trying to read all of these books that being a good parent is this, that, or the other. Stop trying to rely on technology because as far as concerns go, if you're relying on technology, quite frankly, you're expecting somebody else to raise your child, not you don't wanna do the work. And the reason why I say that is because there are so many people that I know that have been raised by television or by YouTube or even worse by TikTok. But with no. that being said, no, with that being said, um, I feel like, I feel as if when you think about how kids were raised or how people were raised or even how like certain like individuals turned out, um, yeah. like you also think about, like you also think about how certain individuals turned out. You also think about certain individuals that, you know, even now in the, in this situation that we talked about last week, maybe there was something going on there and maybe that's why they turned out the way that they did. Maybe it was because they didn't have a strong upbringing in their household. Maybe it's because their parent turned on the TV and said, hey, Minnesota's gonna raise you today. Like that's how, that's literally how I feel like it's gone. And to be completely honest with you, the only difference is the technology has changed, but for the parents that put their kid in front of a boob tube like that, you know that you are that parent. And that parenting style is something that was acquired from upbringing, not necessarily something from, like that's not necessarily something that you learned, you got it from your own upbringing. Like there had to be some sort of reflection in that. Right, like the one thing that you got from your mama and it couldn't have been asked, like I don't understand. Anyways. With that being said, me? oh no, I'm not talking about you. I mean, no shade, but you know, anyway. <laughs> but I wasn't giving ass, so that's what I was like, why but, but 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 you got cake, so it's fine. Anyways, uh, <laughs> but we baker ratchet. Sierra, don't act surprised. You knew you had cake. Anyway, so with that being said, <laughs> you can't say those things. I listen. It happened. So with that being said. Um, I want to also talk about the fact that, like, when you think about how parents are, like, listen, like anything in life, I'm not saying, like, I'm giving you parenting advice. I ain't never been a parent. I've always been a teacher. I've always been an uncle. And I've always been, like, a mentor. But I ain't never been no parent. And the reason why I say I ain't never been no parent, because if I can give your kid back at the end of the day, thank God, because I don't have to go home to it later. So with that in mind, I need you to know as a parent, you, like anybody else and anything else you do in life, you have to understand the word balance. And I'm not talking about balance between your work life and your personal life or this, that, and the other. I'm talking about balance in terms of what your kid is receiving, mm -hmm. okay? I'm talking about balance and what your kid is receiving. Guess what? Technology has been so updated that in case you didn't know parents, there is something called a parental control lock. You can control all the shit that your kids be seeing. And if you're not educating yourself on that, you're really not trying hard enough to help your kid navigate thoroughly into the internet at a proper age level, okay? You just said, I'm gonna go ahead and let my kid go free for all. And then you got a four-year-old going, 
Um, mommy, what's Pornhub? First of all, why is that even in your history? And why did you hand that child your iPad? I don't get it. So that's 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 that. Also, I'm not saying that also means you gotta be a helicopter parent because parents that hover also stifle children's growth. You just have to be able to step back and see things happen from afar when you think, and mind you, instinct, instinct as a parent, watching your your own, something that came from you, get into some kind of situation that makes them uncomfortable and you feel not right about it either, use your instinct. Use your instinct and use your discretion. That is the idea of balance. That is what we are trying to convey here. I'm trying to talk to you about when you're getting into a situation when it comes to raising your children, find the balance between your child and technology. Mm-hmm. Find the balance between you overstepping a boundary and letting your child grow and make mistakes. But more importantly, and I cannot stress this enough, don't offer yourself into a situation that a kid is trying to figure out. Let them come to you. Let them come to you and help them figure it out. Don't solve the problem for them because then you're also pacifying the situation. You're enabling them to do the same mistake and that's just insanity. Like I don't, don't do that. Um, Again, I'm no parent, but if I've had a hand in raising your kid, I can at least give you some of this advice, especially if I see how that kid comes to me and how I have to send that kid back. Stop giving me problems to fix. For real. Stop giving me problems to fix. Dance teachers aren't parents. I'm just, I just gotta say that because it's literally, I had one time like literally like this child was great. Like when she focused, she was great, but she did not take um, authority well. So you would tell her one thing and she'll just go whatever. So I had to lay it down. Like I'm, I'm, I love my kids, but I will not let you just act all wild in my class. Mm. And I had to talk to the mom, you know, hey, yada, 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 your child's great. She's just having tra- some tra- trouble focusing. You know, I had to do this, this and that. And she's like, oh my gosh, like, you know, do you have kids? Mind you, I was like 22. And she was like, oh my gosh, like, what do you do to help her? Like control her, like, oh my gosh, like, what do you do? Because I just can't get, get, get control of her at home. I'd have been like, I don't know. Like, uh, I was stern and I didn't let her walk all over me. That's what I did. And you can't do that at home. Let her know. Like, you know, and I know right. people do things, but it's just like, you need to be able to like set boundaries with your kids. Because then they that, come to our classes and they just be walling out. And then they want to show some type of way like that. You could, you could definitely tell parenting in a dance class or a sport by how they act in your class or what you see or what they say. And you'd just be like, I'm here to pick up my kid. You'd be like, who? That's you? <laughs> What's funny is a lot of, before I eat, but my favorite thing is before I've even ever met parents, I've always seen the kid first. Mm-hmm. And certain kids, certain kids, you kind of get an idea of how they're going to be just based off of how they are. And then you also have that one wily hair stuck in the crack of your ass. That kid, that particular child that just be all up in your business and just annoying the living hell out of you. As soon as that parent comes by, mind you, you ain't ever met the parent. You know the parent mm-hmm. based on that child. 
Because as soon as that parent walks by, and I look at that kid, and I look at that parent, it don't, I don't, they don't even have to look the same. But I don't look like my mama. But everybody knew that I was her kid. <laughs> yeah. I'd be looking at this kid. I'm like, that's your mom, isn't it? She goes, how do you know? Lucky guess. So, and I just send them on their way. But like, you, you get it when you see how that parent is. But no, the, 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 the base and point to that is you cannot expect other people to have a sole hand in raising your kid. There is that idea of it does take a village to raise a child, mm -hmm. but you don't get to leave your child with the village shaman 24 seven. Like that's right. just not gonna work. Otherwise, all they're all they're gonna do is learn how to make potions. Like we're not here to we're not here to do Wicca. Like we're not doing it. So and then you get upset when the child grows up, and then you be like, well, how did how did this how did this person get to where they're at now? Like what happened? They were listening to WAP. <laughs> and, and, and that's that's the thing, right? Even right now with school and homeschooling and stuff, um, the fact that you know, these parents, like when this whole pandemic happened, um, parents had to school their kids, right? They had to be a part of their education. And and a lot of people were having a hard time. I mean, people who grew up with this technology, they're just like, fuck, it's so hard. And I'm like, yeah, but now you realize how much you think you're a big part of your child's life. Five days of the week, eight hours of the fucking day. This kid's not with you. Your kid is not with you. You're with them maybe the last five hours at, of the day, right? So that's like 50 hours out of the whole fucking week. And then the eight hours, it's like you don't spend that much time with your kid mm -hmm. as much as we, we like to think we do, right? Because they're in school. School is raising me. That's why you got like high school. When you get to high school, you like you got different social groups because you you grew up with this whole like fuck like I was raised here and with these with these people, and it's just you know you kind of you develop a certain attitude, a certain personality, or whatever based on how you perceive this world and how you were raised growing up in this environment. Mm -hmm. And I think that's always the issue that people are like, oh no, I know how my kids like. Sometimes you just got to spend more time with your kid and invest mm -hmm. in them, invest in what they want to learn too, right? Because mm -hmm. I have my son come up to me and ask me like, hey, I like this song. And, you know, in, in his little, you know, innocent mind, he likes the song, but he doesn't comprehend. It's like watching cartoons, right? Watch, I've watched movies like Family Guy. They'll enjoy the, the illustrations and the, the animation of the cartoon. But they won't understand the humor, the dark humor, right? And mm -hmm. going on in it. But I do as a parent, so I gotta understand that at one point in my son's life, when he gets older, he will understand, and I gotta dictate whether can he, should I have him watch this or not? You know. So mind you, that was sorry. I was gonna say, mind you, that was all of us growing up. Yeah. Like you realize that? Like, there's so many things that we even listened to that were like, that's what they were saying. Yeah. Buttons by Perfect Dolls. Oh, that was my song too. I had no idea what I was to get, girls. Which one? Buttons, Buttons by the Pussycat Dolls. Like, oh, oh yeah. I was with my dad at one point, and the song was on the radio. I'm just singing along with the song. I li I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm just like up my buttons, babe. And then my dad pulls over, 
turns off the radio. <laughs> and you like, ooh. I I saw my life because uh, uh, I'm terrified. I'm like, I'm gonna die today. Like I was like, I don't like what and I just thought like, like literal buttons. Like what like what what else what else are they doing? But then he doesn't the car drives, keeps driving. I'm like the amount of fear I felt in my head. Oh my god. That happened to me too, because like I always loved music. And so like I when I was younger, beats caught my attention. Beats yeah. melodies. Yeah. So I would hear a song and I'd be just grooving. So that was a song that I always wanted to listen to. And so oh, same. my mom, literally, you know, I got in trouble. Like, why are you singing that song? Like, you know, and I was like, I like the beat, mom. And then she'd be like, okay, you need, you can like the beat, but you also got to listen to what the words are saying. And then half the times I'd be like, in my head, I'd be like, I don't know. I don't understand what the words are saying. But as I got older, then that that's something I had to think mm -hmm. about. Because I don't want to be singing this song out in public. And then people going to look at you like, what? You know, but that was also the idea, you know, back in the day of parents, you know. So um, times were we like walking around singing Pony by Genuine? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, Pony by Genuine or um, I Get Around by Tupac or Ambitious right. uh, is around. Mary Jane. Or, or Gin and Juice. Gin and Juice. Mary Jane. Rolling down Mary the Jane, street, yeah. smoking and dough, sipping on gin and juice. Lay back. Yeah. With my money, my money, my money, my money. We're thinking about what that was. But like we grew up on that stuff, and it's yeah. just like he says, like your involvement in your child's life can shift that gear as far as like what information they're consuming and what they're being becoming aware of. It's yep. like, like how many of my clients I've had parents essentially like when I'm the, like, and I'd be there for like three or four sessions a week, right? Three three hours per session. When some of these parents, like, like I, of course, like I'm not a parent either. I understand like parenting is hard. However, having said that, like even with that difficulty, this is your child. I'm not there to raise them. I'm not the one that's supposed to be teaching them these boundaries. Mm -hmm. And you're wondering how I have them with your kid, but you can't tell them, no, you've had five ice cream cones today. You can't have any more. And then suddenly they tantrum and you wonder why? It's because there's no boundary. And it could easily be like access to food, let alone access to content on the internet, let alone access to information that you don't feel that maybe you don't feel they're ready for at that particular age. But if you're not involved in that separation, that boundary setting, there you're not gonna you're there, you're not gonna have control. And control shouldn't even be the word, it should be balance. Like we've been all been saying this entire time. Balance be involved, have those boundaries, but also when the time comes for information to be divulged for your child, be present for that. Don't get your booty tickled, be present, answer the questions as to the best of your ability, because no matter what, the conversation will be awkward. But would you rather they learn it outside, away from you without you knowing in a potentially dangerous situation? Or would you rather they come to you because they feel that's a safe space for them to learn and grow? I don't know. I'm sorry. That's just what I think. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm still stuck on five ice cream cones. Oh yeah, that was a thing. But then, cause I had to. Okay, so this, um, 
I showed up. I saw a child have one ice cream cone. Mom said that they had a, an ice cream cone a little prior to that. As I'm setting up, mind you, I have 15 minutes to set up. She are, they already consumed the one that I saw when I got there and then two more. One session started, they had one more. So that's the fourth one, right? Requ they requested for another one. Mom said no. They went to the freezer, got the ice cream cone out themselves. Uh -uh. So I, I, <laughs> I removed the edible, put it back in the freezer. I blocked the, blocked the fridge. I was like, oh, no, thanks. Mom said no. She starts to, they started to freak out. And they were, you know, tantruming, rolling on the floor, crying, screaming. Mom was about to say, we should just give it to them. And, and I said, no, no. And I waited and they watched me ignore that child and wait for them to stop. After they stopped, I said, oh, let's go play with your castle. Fine, step back, walked away, right? And then give or take an hour and a half in, they, they came to me. The child came to me, he's like, ice cream, please. I said, no, thanks. You didn't eat dinner yet. And mom was watching this and the child complied, let it go, started playing with their toys. Then the mom suddenly is like, how do they listen to you? And I was like, because they know that they have boundaries with me. They know they're not just gonna easily gain access to these items with me. Mm -hmm. mm. So, that's why there's so much strength in the rapport I build with my kids because yes, they know I, I, I want to have fun. I will sing, dance with them. I will make silly faces for hours on end. However, there are boundaries. Am I going to let my kid hit me for funsies? No. Am I going to let my kid kick me for funsies in the face? Yeah. No. Am I going to let my kid try to get upset with me because they want their 24th Oreo cookie within the past two hours? No because there are boundaries that I still set. Even with that, they know that they'll have a good time with me, but they're not going to break that boundary or line because they know that, let alone they know that we're there to, I'm there to do work with them. They know they're gonna have fun. However, they're not gonna be, they're not gonna take advantage of the situation. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think it's something that a lot of parents forget, even, especially, even in this field too, that they'll be so sympathetic towards whatever disability or issue their child is having, but they forget that child still understands where they can take advantage of certain situations. And then you wonder why there's no parental boundary, parental respect, because they know that they can still get away with things with you. Mm -hmm. And then that goes for the children that I've worked with that are four up to my teenagers. They know, and it's just establishing that balance and boundary. And yes, there are some that have those communicative issues, those socialization issues. Those are, that's completely different. And I'm not trying to put like a broad spectrum, like, oh, this is it. No, no, that is not the case under any circumstances. Every child is different. Every circumstance is different. Having said that, there are some where they can understand their perception of things is on par with what you'd want for them to be able to comprehend. However, that boundary is not there. The boundary is with me, but it's not with the actual parent. So then it causes that rift. And I'm just like, oh. What? Okay. Right, okay, I thought I was the only one. <laughs> oh no, I don't know. What? I just, I saw it. No, I, I looked over at Sierra's screen and I was like, Sierra, what the hell is that? What? <laughs> is that the party? I, 
was that a charger or okay because i was all like it looked like a leash and i was like why do you have nala on a leash in the house well that's the end boundaries <laughs> Yeah. But, but y'all know what I mean? Like, that's like, I'm not trying to make it, I, especially like, I'm not trying to make it seem like it's something so broad that every child will get this. No, there are certain um, variables that come into play that can cause that delay of understanding in, in, any, in any form, in any absolute form. And that is absolutely something that is prevalent. I am, however, saying that there are certain t situations where that child, of course, is clearly capable of understanding and perceiving these situations. However, they know how to take advantage of them because they know that they'll be able to be like, oh, if I cry enough, I'm gonna yeah, get, to get what I want. Yeah. If I cry enough, they gonna buy me that Elmo. If I cry enough, I'm gonna get to play Fortnite. Like, you know, there's, they, they know it's those boundaries and it's establishing them respectfully, not traumatically. Right. Mm -hmm. Had to make sure I said that part too. <laughs> Bless. But yeah. Um, listen, yeah. This is this conversation went very well. Uh, and it took many. I think it, it did. Many. Uh, because we literally from talking about we we went from talking about WAP. <laughs> To talking about child care, um, child care, <laughs> raising your and, kids, and, and sexuality, like so. Basically, basically, we're gonna be titling this episode all of the above. All of the above. Oh, oh, we were gonna. I was gonna title it "WAP." Where are the parents? <laughs> Ooh, that. Oh, yes. So I'm like, that's what we're gonna do. Uh, I mean, I mean it, that's a conclusion, right? It's it's right. The because the controversy started with the whole song and how, you know, we'll, don't let the world, you know, you shouldn't be mad. You know, first we got men feeling some type of way about it, and then right. we got parents like, well, you know, they shouldn't make a song like that. Well, then stop letting your fucking kids, you know, stop letting the world raise your kids. When you let the world I raise your kids, then the world is gonna. There's repercussions that can occur, right? Uh, I never knew, you know, you're going to be surprised when your son or your daughter does something that, like, blows your fucking mind and you're wondering, where did I go wrong? It's like, you let the world raise your child. Mm -hmm. It could go, it could be you good. Did, you you know? didn't have a hand. You didn't have a hand in it. Exactly. It, it could be, it could, I mean, it could go both ways. If the world raised your kid, it could be positive way. If it, if it doesn't, if, if it also does, it can go bad. You know, it just depends what they're being exposed to. Um, right. And I think that's at the end of the day, it's a discussion now. Well, we got to stop letting the world raise our kids and start raising them and get involved. Yep. Like, I can't tell so, you, cousin, though, real quick. I'm so sorry, real quick, because she's scary. Go right. She's scary. Okay. She's scary. Because, no, 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 no. One of my little cousins, like, she's all like, sunshine, light, and fair. It's the twins. It's the twins. The other one, though, every single time I see her, she just comes up to me. Ata Jazz, do you know um that Slender Man takes kids? Ata Jazz, do you know that um uh Jack the Killer, like he murders people? She's four. What's she watching? She's four or five, right? Something like that. Four. Yeah. 
Slenderman? Oh, yeah. God, I think she's fine. Right, that's what I was like, who? <laughs> Slenderman. I just, I just, I'm trying, I'm I know what you're talking about. Oh, that's going to go to a conversation, and y'all know what I'm talking about. What? Candyman? No, but I'm actually really excited for that remake to come out. I saw Candyman? That was wild. It looks good. But no, like all of these conversations with her about are telling me about these really scary things. Or like, and I mean, like, she'll like talk to me about Five Nights and Friday. She's like, you know, if you go to Freddie's place at night, then you know, you won't come out. And I'm like, but it's just like, they'll, they'll watch all these YouTube videos about like scary stories or like Five Nights at Freddy's about Jack the Killer. They're like, I've, oh my God. And I'll be, and they'll tell me, I'll say, Jess, let's watch Five Nights at Freddy's. I'm like, no, it's, I don't really want to watch that. Like, don't worry. They'll tell me. Don't worry. It's a cute video. It's not scary. It's a cute one. And it is actually like a cutely animated Five Nights at Freddy's dance version. Or something. Mm. I'm like, what is happening? Or like, if they ask me to print out coloring pages for them, they want Slenderman or Pennywise or um, Chucky or all these other like horror characters. I'm like, y'all cry, cry. This is like, they're very like, it's like, that's what I mean by scary. Like, they're into horror. Horror. I don't even like horror like that. Me neither, and I like horror, but I was like. <laughs> Pennywise a clown, too. Like, I had been one day, and that motherfucker scared the shit out of me. Or my dreams haunt me and shit. Even though I like both movies, and it wasn't scary, I just thought it was a very good, well made, scary movie. I'm best, he's scary. Yeah, for real. It's creepy. Yeah. Help me make it make sense. <laughs> I don't know, but a, a funny story. A funny story. Her twin sister. I was watching. I was watching anime. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Twin sister comes in and she's like, "Oh, I like that guy." I'm like, "Oh, cool. Yeah." Like da da da. Like telling her like the character's name, and she's like, "I'm not kidding." She said verbatim, "He's fucking beautiful." <laughs> <laughs> Damn. And I said, wait, what'd you say? And then she kind of like looked away from me. She said, he's beautiful. <laughs> wow. When she grows up and brings you like, <laughs> you know, when she grows up and brings you her first boyfriend and he act, he acting a fool, you'd be like, well, since you was a kid, you like clowns. So I'm not mad. Destiny and Michelle gonna be that type of father. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't go, oh, I didn't realize you were in a drag queen. So, so I think there we so have cool. it. I, <laughs> but I gotta go right now. And I'll be back before you know it. <laughs> oh my god. All right, y'all. Like th- listen, I think I think on that note, like we got we gotta be done. Otherwise we just like we are literally gonna get into more some fuck shit. Like, like we can't yeah. we can't do it. But anyways, listen, great conversation today, y'all. Um I think this is a really good topic. I think it also led into other areas that I think we don't really discuss a lot of. And shout out to Megan D. Stallion and Cardi B for why yes, and for and for putting all that music and honestly put it out music that just makes you you know, it, it does. It just makes you want to just like go out and like shake a little something. Like I think right. wrong with that. Have it loud and windows down and just yell in the lyrics regardless of where you at. So I appreciate you. Or just or just wait for it to come out the sandwich spot. 
Oh, oh, really okay. Hoes in this house. There's some hoes in this house. <laughs> what? Seven days, Seven days a week. What? Ag busy. Make that was the same. Hey. Uh, <laughs> I want to. Yeah. I want to. I want to gag. I want to choke. I want you to touch that little dangly thing. <laughs> Oh um, I so yeah, check out WAP. <laughs> At the end of it all, check, check out, out WAP. Yeah. Uh, so honestly, y'all, thank you for tuning in. Uh, this is this is a really fun episode. Uh, There's also a really like, to me, I feel like it was a very informative episode. Um, with that being said, thank you for listening to What You Want to Know, where we know a little about a lot. I'm George Halal. I'm Sierra Drew. I'm Jesse Armas. I'm Jasmine Mallory. And we gonna get the fuck out of here. Peace. My Peace. Name is Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Good day. <laughs> <laughs>